You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. <laughs> the devil made me make that joke. <laughs> the devil. I was possessed by demons during this episode. Oh, hi everyone. Welcome to The Shondering, episode three. Based off of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. But this time, it's The Will Made Me Do It. Because, honestly, he did. Uh, this and was I'm his the devil. Whole... Yeah. <laughs> He is the devil, and this is his whole idea of starting this whole fucking show about the Conjuring Cinematic Universe. Uh, we've we're t- three episodes in so far, or two episodes in, starting the third. Um, starting off well. Starting off, yeah. Well, you know, we're going to get into it, but we're talking about the newest entry into the Conjuring series, into the core series, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, which is currently available until July 4th on hbo max so it goes back into the disney vault <laughs> until it goes Enjoy back into the, the yeah the disney the warner brothers vault whatever um in any case the, i'm yeah. sean, the warrens hate the country that's why they're taking <laughs> the movie away on july 4th which honestly respect that's one of the only respectable things about this film sorry yeah uh, it's, yeah it's uh it, it, I'm, Y'all, I, this I'm, wasn't a very good movie. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where the past two movies, we have come out and praised them and uh, been very enthusiastic to talk about them. We're, I think we're all about a week out from watching The Devil Made Me Do It. And oh boy. Uh, the hubris <laughs> of us to think of a conjuring podcast, a horror movie pod, a horror movie sequel podcast, <laughs> and at no point over the past six weeks have either of us had the thought that the third one might be bad. <laughs> and we haven't in. even we haven't even touched on the spinoffs, which will come later this year if we fucking feel like it. Oh my <laughs> god, this one was. I was so disappointed, y'all. I, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be as good, but I didn't know it wasn't going to be as it was going to be as like this not good. It was going to be Green Lantern. <laughs> oh man! Essentially, I've heard I've heard positive reviews here and there, but I I just I mm-mm. can you it, not it, find one single thing you like about the film? Yes, I I can find two things okay. I liked about this movie, and we'll get to it. Cool. Um. In any case, I'm Sean. I'm I'm your uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren expert uh, through this series, so you can count on me to bring you the real life story that these movies are supposedly based on. Uh, I'm Will, and I'm the one who's buried in that grave by the lake that they never mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cop at one point is sitting next to, like eating lunch, and they never say who's in there. It's implied it's one of the two girls from one of the flashbacks, but it's just there. Yep, I and I'm the body. I'm Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Right off the bat, I love that the, the the title of this movie is also an excuse from the director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Which, I know. We should start from the top saying the I attribute a lot of the great the of a lot of the magic of the first two conjuring movies to James Wan, who I think is one of the best living horror directors of our time. Uh the third movie was not directed by James Wan because he's gone to blockbusters and he's working on the second aquaman now for some reason uh <laughs> yeah uh well, this movie scary. was d- directed by michael chavez who uh previously directed the curse of la llorona um 
We haven't gotten to that one yet. But that's the one I probably know the least about. I know it has something to do with water. Is it water ghosts? It's got Velma. It does. Yeah, Linda Cardellini is in it. Um, oh, so I will watch it regardless <laughs> of how good it is. <laughs> we will we'll we'll get to it uh, later this year. But uh, Michael Chavez has a very distinctly different style than James Wan, and I think that attributed some of my favorite things and also all of my least favorite things about this movie. Fair. Uh, he, uh, he he made a movie called Worst Date Ever. Which I can assume was about going to see this movie in theaters. <laughs> I just, I don't get how people like, I'll, I'll get my best, it's not even a, my, my, a good joke, but like, every scare just completely fell flat in this movie. Nothing was well-timed. It was all just kind of like, just kind of, just kind of pooted out. And you're like, oh, there's a big scary face, but like you knew it was coming, and it just like the timing was all off. And you're right, I said, Sean. There every scare, Sean, you're right. That every was not scare... a good joke. Yeah, no, I mean, I I wrote down all the scares fell flat, similar to my heart rate watching this movie. Um, uh, not saying I was uh, dead watching this movie, but I did not. You wish you were. <laughs> Honestly, like there was no like I just sat very comfortably watching this movie with no like suspense, no sense of like, oh, there's something coming. It was just like, okay, this is happening, as I would with you know Michael Clayton or some shit. That's a real <laughs> scary film. I love that movie. There, there's no ghosts or demons in this. They should call this movie Ed and Lorraine Warren versus The Scarecrow because yeah. that's basically who they were up against. <laughs> was DC's The Scarecrow? I she re- had like hallucinogenic powder and like made everyone afraid and like. There's no ghosts. <laughs> I read that. I read that they were like, we're gonna try to like leave the haunted house formula, and like, fine if you could do it well, which they did not. It was the haunted house formula was so well done. James Wan can do it real well, and I know he led like we should try something else. But this was not the story to do it, or this was not the way to do it, because there's mm-hmm. just nothing scary going on. Similar there's a point of this movie They're just that takes place a in, woman. A, in a courthouse, and they go, "All right, we gotta prove this possession after the fact." And I was like, "That's a pretty good setup for how do you prove a possession after the fact." And then they never did that. <laughs> they, they didn't do it once for the rest of the movie. <laughs> didn't talk about it at all. I thought the whole that... movie was about to be in flashback. And then I, uh, Peyton, producer Peyton, had to lean over to me and tell me, no, this is still happening in real time. There's <laughs> yeah. only one flashback. And after that, it's, you're just... It's just the, the waterbed. It's just the waterbed. That's the only flashback. Which... It's just the waterbed. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, we should hop we'll get in. To it. Fine. Okay. We should hop yeah, in. Yeah, hop in. Let's Go stop ahead. roasting let's, it for a second. To, to, well, let's be objective with our roasting. Let's roast it at every step of the way. Let's let's follow yeah, the plot please. here. Um, we start out. Well, let's this follow movie. the plot in all the directions it goes. <laughs> so much. Yeah, this. I mean, I, I commented on on last time the Conjuring two a little more involved than Conjuring one. Conjuring one was so easy. The notes were just like night one. This happens. This happens. This happens. Night yeah. two. This happens. This happens. This happens. The next one. There's a lot of traveling in between countries and stuff. And then this third one, 
it's it's impossible to keep up with what's going on. So uh, I, I tried my best here. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely hit all the major plot points. Um, we start out. It's 1981. Uh, Ed Lorraine or Ed Lorraine. Ed Warren has traded out his sideburns for a gold chain. That's how you know it's the 80s. <laughs> and they all assemble to exercise an eight-year-old named David Glazel or Glatzel or something. Glatzel. But yeah, this. One one thing I will give this film, it doesn't have as many as the last two films. It does have some good set pieces. The yep. the bathroom, yes. the bathroom, uh, great. bathroom thing was great. He's in the bathroom. The the shower the rings turn in uh, long lady fingers, and uh, uh, yeah, it's pouring it, blood out of the fountain. Exactly, really cool. Um, then you know the Warrens bust in and they're like. What do you got? And he's like, a knife! Wah! And runs out and... <laughs> no! No! <laughs> and stabs, stabs the dad. Um, it's right in the, right in the vein. <laughs> just right in the yeah. kneecap. Right in the carotid like... artery. <laughs> like, doesn't never, get him in never the show meat. the dad again for the rest of the movie. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> he probably died. <laughs> uh, a man is stabbed in the first scene and it's never followed up if he made it or not. <laughs> never brought again. Never brought up again. So it, it we should note that the it's a weird gang. We got the we got the Warrens. We got their lifetime cameraman that just tags along, I guess, in everything that happens in their life. Uh, we got the family. He's a constant. We, ha- we have the uh, the priest that shows up via Uber for some reason. He just shows up and he's there. And then we have that was shameless. The <laughs> the priest showing up for an exorcism out of a cab with a suitcase in the mist. I was there was a minute. Where I was like, oh, I wonder if this is the case that inspired The Exorcist. <laughs> because, and it, then, no. It, it, it was just, they just stole that shot. Yeah, they completely the just movies. lifted, like, I, I read that Chavez was like, we're going to, you know, make tributes to a bunch of different horror movies during this. Oh, yeah. Can you can you name them all? We got Exorcism. Alien. That's Aliens. great. I mean, fucking, this the movie, scarecrow. I mean, this happened after The Exorcist came out. And we'll get into it. Uh, about Which how means that, that guy was cosplaying. <laughs> but come on, like it was a cool shot. It was well done, and mm. that gets into like I mean, if we're if we're talking positives of this movie, I think it was well lit, and I think it looked cool at a lot of points. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I was just hyped they actually got the Exorcist because for two movies, they've been like, all right, he's on the way, and they had to do it themselves. Uh, <laughs> so right yeah, off the yeah. bat. Right off the bat, we've cut through the red tape of the Catholic Church. We've gotten the exorcist. He's on the way. He's in the Uber. Well, he they, gets hit with a plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <themselves anyways. laughs> I here, here's what I the respect. Couch. They didn't go with a prop plate that shatters on impact. They went with a dense, heavy plate <laughs> that put a dent in his skull. <laughs> they like, actually hit him with that. It's <laughs> realistic. So they were supposed to do the rest of the scene. They had to improvise. <laughs> Uh, also important to note, the main character of the whole film is the live-in boyfriend that's there for some reason. Not only that, he takes the demon on himself in this scene. And let me tell you, he he. there is no obligation to this family. He's not married to them. That is not his brother. If I was dating someone and that happened, that's a red flag. I'm out. Like, I, I don't care if we've been dating for years. I'm not sharing the HBO Go password. I'm not taking her brother's demon into my mouth. <laughs> he does it and then seems to immediately forgot that he's done it. <laughs> um, because he does it and then like goes to like work and holds a chainsaw. 
<laughs> he gets in a tree with a chainsaw the next day after making a pact with a demon. Yeah. <laughs> Great uh, idea, Arnie. It's worth mentioning, was, too, that uh, officially the church has denied performing an, a formal exorcism with the Glatzel family. So well, whoever is because he got hit by up, a plate. They had the fucking party exorcist come up. <laughs> they had a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say the the shot of the kid who I've seen in like he's only been in like four things, and I think I've seen his entire body of work now. Yeah, he's in he's in Hill House. Yep, he's oh. in the Color Out of Space. He's in a lot of scary movies. He's really good. He's in one division. Yeah. His, his name is uh, Julian he's, Hilliard yeah. or Hillard. Oh Hilliard. shit! I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's great. This this was the best part. He he played a great demon. He did yeah, the him contortion being really contorted. well. And yeah. like the the well the uh, the stop motion shot where he stands up, mm-hmm. where it's, like he stands up like a little bit too quickly and too statically and like but it's like sped up to be like human. Sp- it's really cool. Like, that's the yeah. that's that's the one little behind the scenes fact. It's one not Julian Hillard, two not sped up. That's a that's an actual contortionist uh, who did that uh, wow. in the oh, same. It's that was not sped looking. up. Yeah. Uh, that was my other positive. I hate to get this all done in the first, you know, 15 minutes of the episode. <laughs> but yeah. Contortion, uh, great. Yeah, the contortion, the body horror in this movie, not, in, not like body horror in the Cronenberg sense, but body horror mm-hmm. and just like people bending and moving in ways they should What if the guy bent weird? <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Looked It looked like it was like, oh, wow, that's pretty neat. But yeah, apparently uh, this was an actual contortionist and she could just move like that. Um, and they just all the only CGI done in that scene was just replacing her face with Julian's. Um, Weird, because that was off-putting to watch. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, and then she hops on uh, Ed Warren's chest and goes, "I'll stop your heart," and punches him in the chest. <laughs> Machine yeah. gun Kelly as style. a heart attack. Little Trafalgar uh, law over here stopped his heart. Just yeah, uh, he pulled it out. <laughs> and she has it. He has it in the box for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> stopped Ed's heart. Ed, uh, Ed goes down for the count. Um, and that's the end Until of that. Until the next scene. <laughs> Until the next scene where, where he's woken up he in the hospital. If that were the end of the, the movie, I'd be like, nice. Nope, <laughs> sadly not. He's, he's the only one that sees the boy take, take the demon. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, I'm like, oh, Ed's going to be out of commission for most of this movie. They're going to be racking their brains like, where's the demon? He's going to mm-hmm. come back at the very end out of his coma and be like... The boy has it. Uh, but in the next scene, he wakes up and it's like, the boy has it. <laughs> he wakes up and goes, I live, bitch. The boy has it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then and then we go to the scene uh, scene with the chainsaw that you were mentioning. It's so the very next day after the possession. Goes and, and handles a chainsaw at the top of a tree. <laughs> How do you go to work after that, man? Like, <laughs> like, if, like, honestly, if if my girlfriend's brother was possessed and we had a whole late night exorcism deal going, I would call in at least like you know six seven a.m. the next tomorrow. day. Like, hey, I need I need a day or two. But I can't do tree chainsaw tomorrow. I can't, <laughs> I can't do the manual labor night. with the powerful uh, potential weapons in my hand, uh, and yet. Oh, wait, hold on. Before you hang up, let me tell you, I accepted a demon in my body. Um, anyways, <laughs> what time should I come in for the landscaping? 
So he he's having the tree of the chainsaw, and then like a lady appeared, which was kind of cool. I like the lady appearing in the window behind him of the house mm-hmm. he's working on. Yeah, drops uh, the chainsaw, almost kills someone. It was very subtle. They, they didn't call attention to it, which I appreciate when they do some creepy crap and mm-hmm. don't point at it. Um, that was the yeah, only bit the of chainsaw. subtlety in this movie. It was. <laughs> He drops the chainsaw, and the people on the ground are very upset that he dropped the chainsaw. But yeah, that's also what they expect. <laughs> a tree with... Has that never happened in the history of their tree chainsaw business? Hey, quit busting my balls. I was at an exorcism last night. <laughs> I accepted a demon in my body. I don't know why I made him Italian. That's like the second worst thing you can go to. Also, there is a tracking shot of like... The continuous tracking shot of the house for oh a house we God. never go back to. No, yeah. the house we never go back to. <laughs> so we go from the chainsaw. I guess they let him go home, um, which to the dog kennel. Yeah, <laughs> he goes home to the dog kennel, which hundreds of dogs. I saw the, those dogs. And I'm like, they're none of them are gonna live. Oh, <laughs> this no. is a Conjuring film. There's one thing we can expect. It's uh, the dogs are gonna die, and Ed Warren is going to have his eyes hurt in the end. That's two films. The two things that they're constants. Among all the Conjuring films, uh, but we get introduced to my favorite character, and that is the the blue collar um, <laughs> uh, Boston area boss. That uh, yeah, Bruno literally his first line is "Oh," <laughs> I was like, "Okay, this is great." <laughs> Fucking salt of the earth guy over here. Um, yeah, bada boom, baby. And you know, th- it had me because he had his audio equipment and he was like, bro, you just got to listen. You can hear the difference, bro. And just throws on some shit. Blondie. Blondie, that's it. No, <laughs> yeah, sorry call for me. Blondie shit. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, well, what the hell? It's um, been a week and a half since I sat through this. And God knows I wasn't going to do it again. Don't get notes for this. Got to refresh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He looks so, like somebody, and it's killing me. But he, oh, he looks like uh, ECW wrestler Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> he was briefly in WWE. Just, just a, a wet, thick man with long hair. There's a lot of wet, thick men in this film. Um, Arnie, well, not so actually be scary. The, the dog kennel is not the house from the beginning of the movie, but you wouldn't know it because I'm pretty sure they use the same house. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was very thrown off where I was like, where are all those dogs in the beginning? <laughs> no, it's, it's a different building, but it just looks the same. Yeah. Um, there's still a kitchen in this dog kennel house. Uh, what's his name? What's... Arnie goes to get a bowl of cereal. Turns out there was a mouse in it, and it crawls up the wall into a large, gaping, black, blistering hole that they haven't noticed <laughs> until literally just this moment, and he stuck his eye in there like a fucking idiot. Like, I get suspending disbelief in a horror film. It's like, oh, yeah, well, if they never go and check anything out, then what's the film? But he goes and sticks pretty much his whole head in this blistering hole. Yeah. And then... uh, See what's going on in here? Yeah. That was... This was like... When I complain about the scares in this movie, it's this scene I'm mostly thinking about. Because this is where they really try to be like... Oh, he's gonna see some. Oh, something's gonna come out. Oh, just wait. Oh, and then there's like a beat of nothing, and then he turns around, and there's the scary, real, actual, non-demon woman going, and he goes, (laughs) and it's that single beat between the oh and the that Mm -hmm. uh, that just completely just like takes every all the power out of it. Like there's just like. 
what am I supposed to do? Okay, it's a, a woman and he just gets frightened. It doesn't frighten me. I think this this scene does have like one of the only good scares in this movie, which is so Bruno is dancing with his girlfriend, <laughs> being being real creepy. Uh-huh. And he turns into a big scary monster because the scarecrow, I guess, blew the fear dust in his <laughs> eyes. There's at one point in the movie there was a demon. It's never talked about again. Yeah. <laughs> at one point there was a demon. Um, but now it's the scarecrow mm-hmm. and she has blown she has made him hallucinate and then he sees the Bruno turn into a big monster and then all the lights go out and then she comes kind of exorcist crawling out of the out of the back out of, out of the dog kennels mm-hmm. which I thought was genuinely creepy to look at yeah yeah was, was that a, a contortionist like, or was that CG I John? don't know probably okay. contortionist I don't I don't remember this shot you uh. paid for it you always will get the whole day of a shoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. the scene where like because you're, you're, you're looking for him to, because you're like, he's really, really tall. So you're, yeah. you're looking for her to come walking out of the blackness, and she comes kind of skeetering out on her back, like crab walking. Yeah. It's it's pretty, pretty creepy. Yeah. You say, that one was actually pretty scary. You say she's like the scarecrow. I think she's more like Danny Phantom. I think she's part <laughs> ghost. I think she can obviously travel places. She can apparate. She does have the pocket sand, like you were mentioning. But does have pocket sand. Um, she's, she's Dale Gribble. <laughs> she's Dale Gribble. She's Danny Phantom and Scarecrow. Um, yeah, all these dogs made it. Yeah, all the dogs lived that we know of. They don't show the dogs happily walking around afterwards. They show him walking down the street covered in blood. They didn't say if that yeah. was all human blood. After Bruno skithered out of the darkness at him, uh, <laughs> Arnie, under the the, the you know, impression of. What I assumed was a demon. No, because this is of the, the devil, fact that right? He absorbed a demon, <laughs> but it, I'm now thinking it's probably the scarecrow dust. <laughs> yes. He does stab him 22 times with a pocket knife. <laughs> that ought to do it. Poor guy. I mean, why does it got to be the working class guy out of Boston? You know? He's walking here. He's just walking here. <laughs> I guess New York. Yeah, I'm getting stabbed here. <laughs> um. So you guys are talking about how the directing was what really just tanked the film for you. I thought the directing at the end of the day was fine. We've all seen just shitty. I mean, have you guys seen Shutter? Have you guys seen? Yeah. You know, Ouija. It's like straight to DVD horror. Yeah, you've seen some bad horror films. I, yeah. The directing not as good as James Wan. What killed it for me was the acting, and it was it wasn't the Warrens. Um, it was this family. Like Arnie, the si- the sister, my God, was terrible, and uh, and and uh, this drunk acting acting scene is, I think, the first the first point where I was like, oh no, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> like this was this was the turning point for me. Uh, What's the drunk acting scene? It's so you were talking about with the dancing. He was like, oh, let's get oh, a drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna turn on Blondie and we're gonna dance around, and then he <laughs> yeah, gets stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that scene is what kind of killed it for me. But uh, yeah. Uh, also, mistake number one, he admits to the murder. He's like, I think I killed someone, or something like that. I mean, I he doesn't have much someone. going for him, walking down the street covered in blood. But, uh, Not at all. No. Uh, yeah, but, but during this, Ed has woken up from his, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, any amount of drama that could have happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, call the police and tell them there's going to be a, a horrible accident at the dog kennels. And my first question was, how do they know he was at the dog kennels? <laughs> did they ask what his part-time job was yeah. during the exorcism? My first question is, is if someone calls and it's like, hey, something bad's about to happen here. My name is Ed Warren. And then something bad happens. 
if I were the police, I'd turn around and arrest Ed Warren. <laughs> like that's yeah. the lead suspect in a case, right? It's like all so. the psychics who reported on nine eleven before it happened were all like questioned. Yeah. Were they really? That's yeah. a thing. Yeah, there were like multiple. I believe there were multiple people who put in tip. Now, who's to say they didn't put in tip every single day? Right, right. You know, to try it, but like the people who, you know, made any sort of like, oh, I got a weird feeling today. We're all questioned after nine oh. eleven because, you know, mm. did, did they know? No, <laughs> the answer. Is, but, but yeah. Just, um, so they meet with a lawyer. Yeah, and then. Ed Warren has to convince a lawyer the devil's real, which he does <laughs> yep. pretty easily. He's like, hey, go, come over to the house. I'll introduce you to Annabelle. She'll rough you that up was a bit. The, the fu- oh, my God. I was so excited for, like, a good scare on a part of the lawyer and just being like, oh, she's going to the house. They get to, like, have, like, a real interesting experience. Nope. Uh-uh. Denied. Completely nope. just gone. Like, back in the courthouse, oh, the devil is real. What? Just just show just, her the nun painting. Yeah. <laughs> just well, give us still like hanging some... up in their house for some reason. <laughs> give us some reason to like. We're also the audience sitting here going like, oh yeah, the devil's not real, and the the, the fucking lawyer. We want to see her side. Exactly. We want to see some proof too. And what do they do? They just go, eh, 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 you know. Yep. And they they show her in court saying. The devil made him do it, and then the judge turned around and said, "All right, then it's the death penalty for him." So, and then and then right after that, she meets him on the court steps, and she's like, "Hey guys, I know I'm the lawyer. I know I went to law school. They said they're gonna kill him. It's all on you now. This is yeah. your case." Let she's me- not in the rest of the movie. <laughs> she's not. She's <laughs> not even in the court court case. Like scene at the end. She's done. I fully thought this was going to be like a, all right, how are we going to crack this one, team? Because yeah. they make him read the Bible. And yeah. he does it, and they're like, he's not possessed because he couldn't read the Bible if he was possessed. Right. Except, here's the thing, guys. He's possessed for the rest of the movie, and they don't explain why. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Just no, for that one they scene. Do, they do explain. He's possessed whenever she does the ritual. She has to do the... Okay. It, it's a curse. It's not even a possession. It's a curse. Yeah. She curses him. She curses the college student. She curses Ed. And they all have to kill someone to complete the curse. That's that's what happens here. Here's the plot hole. Okay. And I'm getting a little bit ahead. So the curse is she has to curse a man of God, lovers, and a child to do a murder-suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Before the events of this movie started, she got the child. Because of the the the, yeah. the girl and her friend in the woods, yeah. Then did no, she no, no. They were lovers. Those were the lovers. Those were the lovers. Yeah, they were. They were. They had LGBTQ representation, and then they died. Like did, did immediately they? after. Yeah. Does that count? I didn't. Okay, because I was gonna say like, who were that, the lovers? I I assumed that him and his girlfriend, who are the only two people seen kissing in this movie. Well, apart from Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. Ed and Lorraine could also be the lovers. But also, like, she gave that curse to the little boy. So did that mean that... And then, did did she bank on the older brother being like, oh, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it just went awry, and she's just like, all right, I'm going with it. That's that's my take. I I mean, this is done poorly. (laughs) This is done, like... We're we're rational. I was going to say... 
if she got a kid, was she banking on this little boy being half of the lovers? Or was she banking <laughs> on, all right, I'll, I'll make this little kid have a, have a seance. And then I'll make sure that the live-in boyfriend is there to suck it out of him <laughs> when things start getting tired. The au pair. If you go back and watch it, she's the cab driver for The Exorcist. She's keeping watch over everything. <laughs> she dropped the priest off. Yeah. <laughs> she's Agatha from WandaVision. She's just... She looks like the lady from Chicken Run. Like, that's... that's, <laughs> that's picture... She was scary. This is Tweety. After, she was scary. After you give us... Uh, what was her name? Um, the what witch the from the first like? movie. You give us the nun. You give us... Uh, I can't remember anything. The nun. Yeah. You give us the nun in the second movie, and then the third movie, you're like, ooh, the big bad is woman. Just <laughs> a Quaker. Woman. Just plain living <laughs> potential. Yeah. Just woman. They did introduce a, a character in this film that I hope gets a spinoff. I'm calling him the Berserker. We'll get to him. Um, <laughs> I know you were talking about. He also looks like Rhino. Yeah, Bathsheba. <laughs> Bathsheba, yeah. It was Bathsheba. Sorry. I want to make sure I get this right because okay. I do want to honor those for first couple of movies. Uh, I also thought the next part was a was a flashback, though. It yeah. is. It is a flashback. It is a flashback. Yeah, the, because... The, 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 but the part where Ed and Lorraine show up is after the fact. Yeah, because he's yes. got his cane, so you can tell that he's right. recently been, been injured. It's a very poorly used flashback, and I don't even know why they did it. So they... You know, the lawyer just unloaded on them. Yo, I'm dipping. It's y'all case now. And they go home. They're like, we got to figure out a way to figure this out. Let's start at the beginning. And then that's when it flashes back to them moving in. And then you get the water scene. I assume the rest of the Ed and Lorraine stuff would also be in that flashback. Likewise. But it wasn't. No, it's just the waterbed thing. Just the the waterbed thing. Which is one of the worst stories I've ever seen. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I is that La Llorona? Is that the water ghost? Like what? What is the water? No bed? one knows. It's um, never never explained what that ghost is. Yeah, no, no. idea. <laughs> and it was so. shown that entire scene was shown in the trailer where you know like the first two movies had like a scary scene shown in the trailer. They didn't spoil any like huge big scares or anything like that. Yeah, they did. They spoiled the, the upside down cross scene with Bill hopping out of the. Well, yeah, no, that wasn't the, the like claps. the big scare of the Conjuring two though. Like the oh, Conjuring no. two still had a lot of solid scares. Yo, yeah. Devil made me do it. But, just had like, oh, he's in the waterbed, and the hand reaches out. Whoa! And there was everything <laughs> else was just like. This this scene was so much scarier in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Because in the trailer, when he lays in the waterbed, the face that comes up out of the waterbed does the Freddy Krueger, like, outline of the face, like, pressing against the vinyl. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it blips by like it's a bubble in Finding Nemo. Just, just <laughs> suddenly a face, and just then it kind of tumbles away. He just, just swims away. Mm-hmm. It, he's like a fish passing in an aquarium. And then <laughs> I assumed that all of the spooky stuff was because they were possessed because, you know, scarecrow yeah. powder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, there's a ghost for some reason. There's a zombie in the waterbed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a ghost in the waterbed. Then Ed's like, hold on a second. I got to see this waterbed. And they go and show him. And they're like, <laughs> they're like maybe he's still The waterbed's not here. Uh, but there's water damage. And Ed takes one look. He's like, that's not water damage. But then doesn't say what the damage is. I'm like, no. Well, what is it? Ectoplasm? Like, hellfire. <laughs> hellfire. <laughs> Um, and then just yeah, they like never, if, they never said what, what, what kind of damage it is. <laughs> it was like a setup for a funny joke. I was waiting for it. Nothing happened. 
Um, Satan come. I don't know, but <laughs> they <laughs> time to clip they up they they upgrade from uh, from a haunted house to a haunt or a haunted basement to a haunted crawl space. They have Lorraine go and check things out, and it turns out there was some deer bones. That was what was causing the stain. <laughs> Nothing um, down yeah. there at all, except just a little. There's a mouse. Just a little shrine. Ghost There's a mouse. mouse. Like we've also. Lorraine's been in the scariest basement of all of England in the past movie. <laughs> I don't know why that mouse even registered on her radar. <laughs> it was a ghost mouse. Yeah. Um, I realize they tried to like break away from the haunted house formula, but like so many opportunities to make something scary happen. Not a one. Yeah. Not a we're like, oh no, never mind. Yeah. And you know who was there? Cameraman. He's always there. When does he get a spinoff? Is he getting the next spinoff film? He's Cameron like Rona. Oh, he's like... Is he really? Oh, no, no, no. no. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's the ghost. Um, so they go from the Satan crawl space to visiting the most terrifying man in the world. Like, that is yes. the real scariest. They, they just show a close-up of this dude's face. I was like, oh, that was the actual <laughs> scariest part of this film. Um, they go visit... John Far- Noble is just that scary in real life. <laughs> yeah. Go visit Farmer Brown, who is also a Satanist. I guess I. They don't really explain the history here. No, he's, he's the he's the priest who brought down the Satanist cult. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I missed that part. I thought he was just yeah. some chicken farmer. No, no, no. no. He's so he like retired. Old priest. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. They're like, oh, he he brought down this cult in like the north part of the state. Go check with him to see if he's also send the deer bone picture to all the local police stations to see if they found one. <laughs> Hell yeah! This is the most helpful a local police station will ever be. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, um, we haven't seen this. What are you talking about? So they they meet this man who's just the most terrifying person. Like if I went and met this man, I'd keep the conversation on the front porch. They follow him into his basement <laughs> see all the creepy ass shit that he's got going on to be fair their basement's not a whole lot better that's, <laughs> that's true they're, that's they're true. like oh you got a creepy basement so do we let's see yours you guys got an annabelle <laughs> here's the we thing we got a samurai armor that we'll never go talk about if they walked in if this were me if i had walked in that basement looked around the film would be over because they'd be like, whoa, you got something going on down here. You're either doing this or you know who's doing it. And that was actually the case. That was, yeah. So, could have ended it right there. Just walk into the basement. Oh, you have way too much stuff for this to not be you. Um, There's a great cut of this movie where they open the basement door and it's just full of anime figurines. There's just sword <laughs> art online, floor to ceiling. <laughs> sword art. You want to come in here and look in the basement? And it's just, <laughs> it's just got bodies. A lot of ReZero figures. <laughs> I got a couple, but like, this is a lot. <laughs> so, after visiting Farmer Brown, or Darth Farmer Brown, they go... It's Walter from Fringe, if you've ever watched the 100-episode series Fringe. Yeah. Also, Fringe was filmed like 20 years ago. He... 2008. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, it's coming up. Jesus. Anyways, so we, we flash back over to the prison where he's mopping the floor at 3 a.m. for some reason. Um, and then another possessed prisoner. It can't be the same lady possessing these guys because she's got a quota of three that she hits in the film. 
in a vacuum, this scene's pretty good. I like the prison set pieces. I thought the prison was okay. a cool, a cool setting for it, and I like where he's like, because there's lots of lights and cameras on him, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's always he's always lit up, and then there's like a there's like a kind of cool shot where he's mopping, and then all the lights around him go off, and he's like, because like it's very creepy being like a dark prison. Yeah, like that's pretty. And then the ghost appears behind him, and like yeah. I don't know what ghost that was. It's never talked about again, but. <laughs> In a vacuum, that's not a bad scare. Wasn't that like a possessed prisoner? He comes up and he starts reciting Blondie lyrics, of all things. So it's a freaking reoccurring oh, theme wow. here. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't good. But the set piece was, pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. It was nice looking. Fun fact, that's everybody it. in the 80s loved Blondie. Whether you're dead or alive, you love Blondie. <laughs> or in prison. <laughs> or in prison. <laughs> How did he hear Blondie? <laughs> it was in prison. No, the guy was reciting Blondie lyrics. The possessed prisoner. Yeah. He's found him on. He's found him on. Genius, <laughs> rap genius. Um, yeah, so we have this prison scene, kind of scary. Then um, we cut over to the Warrens teaming up with the pigs. They go to the cops, um, and they they give her a test like the Dalai Lama. They they put out a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff in front of her, and they're like, "Pick oh, one. Yeah. This will determine whether or not we believe you're actually psychic." Oh. That's how I picture you telling anyone you majored in psychology. <laughs> they put three knives in front of you and make you pick the murder weapon. Literally once, I was like, I majored in psychology, and someone said, really? What am I thinking? <laughs> what? Um, Psychic type. Yeah. So um, she walks in. Lorraine, badass as hell, was like, you guys need me. I can see things you can't. Uh, so she's immediately deputized. They give her a gun and a badge, and <laughs> <laughs> they take her in the, the the car. They take her out, where she admits that she's met Elvis's ghost. So she is certifi- certifiably the only person alive who can confirm whether or not Elvis died on the toilet. I and could... she doesn't say it. <laughs> Which That's predictable line, fun line. I liked it. I liked. Uh, I think you know, continuing on in the three movies. I think both. Uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga have great chemistry both together and with the other characters in the movie. And I liked her like, I met them both alive and dead. Uh, that was kind of cute. It was cute, I, I yeah. Chuckle. It was cute. It, yeah. it, these movies were just about like Ed and Lorraine Warren like just like being a fun little couple that investigates scary things. Totally fine. It goes on No, they, they have a pr- uh, with gazebos. They have a precedent <laughs> set and this movie did not live up to it. Holy shit. Go on, Tyler. I'm sorry. I'm getting mad again. It's all good. Steaming. Wait, it's all you, good. you forgot the line where you forgot the line where the guy's like, I don't believe in ghosts, and then Suspicious Minds is on the radio, and she oh, goes, yeah. Well, this song's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Yes, you said the subtext out loud. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. There's a quality writing. Get it. Quality comedy. Um, hey, nothing's funnier than the knock knock joke from the last film though. Um, knock knock. <laughs> well, so they go out in the woods to find the lovers. These are the lovers. Um, Lorraine uh, enters the shadow realm. Well, first she quick saves to change the time of day, and uh, changes from light to dark. And she enters in the shadow realm to kind of suss out what happened here. Uh, kind of creepy. You know, she does the whole. Kind of. uh, 
She does the whole mimic thing that she did from the last film when uh, she mimicked the guy in the Amityville Horror House. And she mimics uh, one of the lovers stabbing the other lover uh, and then running <laughs> and jumping off a cliff, which that was stupid. I read that. I think yes, we can all agree was, that was dumb. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, oh, I, I read that the uh, the scene where Lorraine goes from light to dark, like, to the was done in, like, practically with one shot. So that's Would she actually s- move the sun? Did they set a camera down and they just one of those time-lapse shots? Did she sit there all day while the sun set? Or what happened uh, there? Chavez says she connects to this moment with, that happened before, and that's actually all in camera. That wasn't a visual effect at all. We lit that with a giant light, and then we had it oh. on track and on this techno crane. We just moved it around, and the sun actually <laughs> set. This living to, Listening to Chavez or reading Chavez in interviews, this man is unintelligible. Um, and it, it shows in his movies. <laughs> Jesus. I hope he never Shot comes on the podcast. <laughs> Come on the podcast, Not... Michael Chavez. Explain yourself for why you made so many He already explained choices. himself. It's in the title of the movie. The devil, the devil made him do it. <laughs> That's a rock-solid alibi we've learned. Yeah. So we, we uh, learned that uh, Lorraine's shadow realm traversal kind of works like VR to where she's still in regular world, just looking at VR world, almost walks off a cliff. Um, she only fell because... ghost hand. Yeah, ghost hand. The ghost of Scar. Long live the king. <laughs> Almost took her off the cliff. <laughs> it's the same ghost hand from the waterbed of a ghost that we'll never know. Yeah, the waterbed as well as on the shower curtain. Yeah, yeah. the ghost of a better movie, which is... Somehow... It's it's a... What, what's it? It's an Uncle Fester. This. Who's the hand from... Uh, the thing. thing. The thing. Yeah, the thing. That's what it is. So... Yeah, um, I I guess they, they cracked the case of the lovers because Lorraine falls off a cliff and was like, okay, this is how she died. And they're like, really? Because we dredged this lake. And then they look and she's there. Um, she's there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how Lorraine materialized a body with her <laughs> VR. <laughs> yeah. But good for her because mm-hmm. now the cops trust them and now she gets two guns and they let her break into the morgue. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they go during the daytime? That's <laughs> true. She goes Morgue's to the ghost morgue. The <laughs> it's not open at night either. <laughs> That's true. So they go to the ghost morgue. Um, I also call that the moist zombie factory because that's all that's in there. That was um, all. She goes to commune with the dead. Uh, goes to hold with their the hand. Off the cliff. Uh, yep. Goes. Yeah. After falling off the cliff, goes to hold their hand. Um, it's a gross hand. It's a very gross hand. It's very wet. So that was scary to me. This, I will say, the go- the ghost morgue was a set piece that I liked. I thought it was kind of cool. I liked the countdown lights. Yeah, I get the because countdown my lights. old apartment gym used to have those, and I was mortified that I would turn <laughs> it. I would be lifting weights at like nine o'clock at night, and then during my lift the lights would go out and I'd be stuck holding weights in a pitch black room, which was my worst fear. <laughs> so they got it. They marketed so they, yeah, directly to you and the me. lights on the timer. I was like, ooh, wow, I want that timer. <laughs> yep. So lo- that? I don't know. <laughs> Why would that need to be on a timer? Um, of, the, of the place where you need the most light to inspect a body. You're like, no, I'm just going to 45 minutes. It's in case someone body. takes too long. Yeah. <laughs> 
We don't trust him to turn the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're in there. Um, Lorraine, I guess, while holding the hand of the zombie, has this like Kylo Ren Ray thing going on <laughs> where she communes with the the. Uh, they're a forced dyad. <laughs> they're a forced dyad. She communes Her and with the Chicken Run Lady. <laughs> chicken Run Lady. Um, <laughs> even the Chicken Run Lady is like, "What? <laughs> How are you doing this? How um, are you doing?" She's like, how are you doing this? And she's like, my God lets me see you. And she's like, your God just fucked you over. Um, and that's how uh, she finds out about him. Meanwhile, this is happening. My favorite character of the whole film comes up. <laughs> the Berserker. <laughs> like, that's, that's Bruno, right? That's Bruno's body. Yeah, it is. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Bruno's body? Yeah. How yeah. did I not make that connection? That makes it even better. If he's wet, he got up, he's like, he's oh. wet. He look, he's yeah, he's wet for some reason. Even though he died on land, and wasn't thrown into a body of water. He's just sweaty <laughs> from all the dancing. <laughs> uh, you keep sweating through death. That's what they don't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he starts chasing him and uh, shuffles as soon like a as... fat toddler. That this, <laughs> this was just like. That uh, other scene you were talking about, Sean, it was the shittiest jump scare ever, where it was just, like, Ed turning around and seeing him, and they show the guy seeing him, and he's, like, there for a split second, just like, eh, rah! Yeah! Like, it was the worst jump scare I've ever seen, but I like the guy. They show you what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, it, oh, like, where jump scare is, like, oh, you didn't see it in the frame, or, like, it's just right as you realize something's there, fucking Chavez just, like, Ah, there's something there. Whoa, it moves. And it's just... <laughs> it doesn't work. No, no. I will say Wet wet Dead Bruno, uh, which does sound like a Red Dead Redemption DLC. <laughs> uh, he looks like the 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 thing from the cover of Scary Stories T- Tell in the Dark. Oh, like yeah. The kind of blobby thing with the stringy hair. Yeah. Like, it was very much they they found a man who looked like that. Where's like, <laughs> oh. a wet zombie called the Berserker. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta fight him like Bane in Arkham Asylum. <laughs> got two batterings <laughs> in his back. He was just murdered. So, he, he wasn't possessed or anything. He was just a guy who was in the wrong situation. And he yeah. came back to life. That was just Bruno, <laughs> just being Bruno. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> He had, a, he had a second shot at life, and uh, the cocaine brought him. me back. He should have also <laughs> quoted Blondie. <laughs> Heart of glass. <laughs> um. So actually, before this all happens, I guess they kind of make this realization that okay, she's probably going to try and possess Arnie in jail again. Uh, so he's like, oh man, I, I gotta call the priest at that one specific jail. What's his name again? And Lorraine, without missing a beat, was like, Tom. Like, she knows every <laughs> single Catholic priest, like, in the whole area. Um, so they call Tom. They have him give Arnie a little vial of holy water as if, I mean, would you guys know what to do with that? They're like, hey, devil might well, possess you I would have drank it the first to me. <laughs> right? I would have probably drank it. Yeah. Um, he does the whole, he does the whole sea bear circle thing from Spongebob where he... <laughs> <laughs> he puts a circle of holy water around him. He makes a sea bear circle. 
<laughs> That's an oval. It must have been oval because it didn't work. <laughs> um, he, he either made an oval or he was wearing a sombrero in a funny fashion because it didn't work. She still possessed him. Got to try and kill himself with the vial. That's such. I'd rather. I'd, I'd so much him. rather talk about that episode of SpongeBob than this fucking movie. God, that was hey, such a good Hey, add it to joke. the end. Add it to the list. <laughs> is there not a metal vial of holy water to give the prisoners? That's so the thing. Is that how was he allowed with glass into the prison? This is like this is not like Green Mile, nineteen forties Mississippi. This is like early eighties uh, Connecticut. Like they have to know have like a, a what Ziploc glass bag of holy water, right? But we wouldn't have known it was holy water because it wouldn't have been a little glass vial that he immediately tries to kill himself with because. <laughs> Puppets. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, if that didn't make sense, then this part also doesn't make sense. The camera guy just finds her Satanist text. Uh, I, I don't forget the explanation that they have here, but the camera guy's like, look, I got it. And they uh, he's like, oh, I studied a little bit of Latin. I don't know anything about it, except this passage here says human sacrifice. It's like, what Latin class were you taking? Well, you got to take, it's like when you learn how, you know, bathroom, restaurant. <laughs> Stuff like right. that for like learning Italian for yeah. vacation. You probably, you gotta learn human sacrifice. You yeah. gotta learn altar. You gotta learn goat. Yeah, Just like I, know I, yeah, I, I know the human only sacrifice in at least three languages. The only yeah, no Latin version. phrase I know is just because of Exorcist movies, and not even because I grew up Catholic. It's just a nomine de patri, a santi, a spiritu santo. No, I lost it. Right. Oh, well, you are more qualified. In nomine de patris, es filis, a spiritu santi. And you just shout that, and you're okay. You are more qualified than the prison priest who, during the exorcism, is doing the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> yeah, he, does. he might as well be singing This Little Light of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Entry level Sunday that's, school. Yeah, that's prayers. the thing. Is that like when it comes to demonology, like how were these demons? Do these demons know that this prayer was written in, you know, the. AD, the first century AD, or do they? Do you have to hit them with the real early stuff? Like it's it's. So, and from what I understand, which is not a lot of early Christianity, demons weren't ever even humans. I don't even think they know what English is or what prayers no. are. Like they've never been out of hell. So it's like, anyways, they, 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 this guy. In the first movie, Ed Warren's busting out all kinds of crazy Latin exorcism prayers, and yeah. in the third movie, this seemingly ordained Catholic priest is going like, "God is great, God is good. Let us thank Him for our food." <laughs> By his hands, just, it works. Oh, it God works. Is an awesome any, God. Any pr- yeah, <laughs> he's singing Christmas shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, did you did you start me in a praise yesterday? <laughs> uh, we're 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 getting ahead of of my favorite scene, and it's my favorite Sorry. scene where Ed has a heart attack again, and then dreams a dream of Berserker Two Electric Boogaloo. He goes downstairs, <laughs> and the Berserker's there. Um, and <laughs> that's what makes me what think we're getting been? <laughs> we're getting a. Uh, we're getting a Berserker spinoff, I'm telling you. We're getting you a Crooked Man dead, spinoff. Soggy yeah. Bruno, who died on land, <laughs> is just, like, coming back. <laughs> I'd rather see a... that than this film. 
It's not a horror movie. It's a screwball comedy where he gets hired at an office. Yeah, he's just he's. They just do weekend at Bruno's, and he's just like <laughs> they have to play. They have to keep Blondie playing the whole time. So he's like, like he's, oh. yeah. trust me with your dogs. Does a, a wet, a damp, naked. Zombie <laughs> walking a hundred dogs at the same time. That's it's a, a film hotel I see. for dogs sequel where he has to do <laughs> haunted hotel for dogs. Jesus. Um, I remember Ed dreaming a dream of the berserker coming back, <laughs> and I watched this movie two days ago. <laughs> he 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 has a heart attack, wakes up, no one's there, and then it's the berserker there. Berserker chases him. He tries to stab the berserker. It oh, turns out he house. was actually yeah. possessed. Turns oh, out he was yes, actually possessed. Yes, yes. Was going and to the stab berserker Lorraine. Was, was Lorraine? Yeah, because he, <laughs> he got scarecrowed. He got scarecrowed because of the black ash and roses that were delivered the day before that no one noticed. This is the fu- ooh. All right, okay. I, I will that. say I yeah. did like they made a little nod. They're like, oh, this just came from the parents. I'm like, hey, I get that one because you know we're this deep into conjuring oh. lore by this point mm-hmm. but the black ash and roses i don't think that was those were the flowers were they yes yeah they were flowers well and then he and then there's the deer skull in the vase yeah Stu- how, how do you fit the deer skull in the vase unless <laughs> along they with built the, the vase around it yeah unless yeah. you're also <laughs> dealing with pottery along with witchcraft which she's also she's also seth rogan on the pottery wheel maybe <laughs> If you meet a lot of girls in uh, art school, you're gonna see a lot of that. Really, I will say. Interesting. Yeah, a lot, a lot of creepy Satanist um, Puritans in art school. If you're into pottery, you may be into witchcraft. If you're not into a this isn't even cool. This isn't even Wicca. This isn't even cool witchcraft. So that's we finally made it. I'm gonna disagree. I know we've been we've been copacetic. If if you gave me like, hey, I've got this cool deer skull sculpture, I'll be like, hell yeah, I'll absolutely take that. That's cool as hell. Yeah, it did look pretty. It looked very infest the rights now. Yeah, that that yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's, sick to me. You're gonna be possessed by the devil. Fine. Fine. No, I'm not cool. because there weren't any demons. I'm being possessed by the chicken run lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's almost worse because she was scary looking, and we get barely. In fact, we get here. We get to the final battle in the crypt. Um, Lorraine show while while Ed takes on the berserker to electric boogaloo. Lorraine goes to the Satanist's house and found out the Satanist had a daughter that was the bad guy the whole time. It's like okay, yeah. we could have could have figured this out a lot sooner, guys. You're yeah. losing your touch. If only he this just said like, oh long. yes, my daughter it got is. in some some weird shit along with pottery uh, when she <laughs> left the house. What's the difference? Movie's done. Well, he knew too. He yeah. knew it was her. Yeah, he did. He just was was willfully hiding it. Yeah, um, he was protecting her. That's a, there's no horror movie that's just long. like, oh, I knew that was the bad guy. I mean, apart from Scooby Doo, I mean, yeah, the greatest it's, horror. Kind of, kind of Silence of the Lambs, I guess, where like they go to the house and then they go back later. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but not nearly as good. That movie won like five Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like Clarice is not interviewing Buffalo Bill's mom in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And she's not like a trusted source on this thing. It was just this movie suffers. The closest I can mm, go ahead. Closest I can say is like Fargo because like they talked to. She interviews Ned. Oh yeah, yeah. 
And then, like, at the end of the movie, she realizes, like, wait, Ned could be lying. And she has to go back and interview him again. That's when he gives it all up. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, uh, I don't even think this was an homage. I think this was just poor no, writing. No, no, I'm saying, oh, yeah, that's the just, closest thing to this, yeah. this <laughs> just, development. Um, there, there was definitely an homage at this part, though, at the final battle in the crypt. There's definitely a lot of Shining references, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, with him so, skulking around which, with the axe. Why, why yeah. do you have to do homages in a Conjuring movie? It's like the first two movies are entirely of themselves, and Michael Chavez comes around and is just like, I want to b- make homages to other movies. <laughs> like, this isn't your movie, dude. This isn't your franchise. Why are you doing this? Annabelle's kind of kind of spooky. There's a lot of spooky doll movies, but yeah. Uh, so the movie's over two hours long. It is. And we have described. We could probably describe the whole movie in about four minutes. Oh uh, yeah. And there's about there's about three scares in it. Yeah. So if you're wondering why it's two over two hours long. Uh, so was I. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the movie, I was like, where did two hours... I feel like nothing happened except I, I'm two hours in the future. Like, this is more of a time machine than a movie. Yeah. I, 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 I will say... No fun. I just I, I thought this last part was fun. There was a lot of cool shots. This is my least favorite part. <laughs> really? This is your least... Okay, so let me paint a picture then. This is why I like it. So we get, I guess... Dad rats her out. She immediately kills him like the imposter. Like, just straight up cuts cuts his throat. Um, Amogus. <laughs> she's Amogus. sus. <laughs> uh, then Lorraine is just running around this crypt trying to find her. They, there was a really cool shot, the copycat shot, where she's, like, laying down in the crypt, and there's an that exact copy cool. of her. And then she's, like, looking around. It was, like, a mirror version of her. And then there was a third mirror version of her the whole time that ended up in the, the, the shadow room. Jutsu. The Shadow Clone Jutsu, of course. And um, then Ed goes down there. Ed gets possessed by the evil pocket sand. He turns into the guy from The Shining, gets a sledgehammer, chases Lorraine around. I'll say, I feel like this set piece would have been better used if it made any damn sense in the context <laughs> of the plot. True. That's true. I, like, That's it looked cool, and like the clones were cool and stuff, but I was like, what does this have to do with demons? Why is this like, under a, a farmhouse that... <laughs> and you wow. see him running around with the the sledgehammer, and he's like swinging at Lorraine. You're like, oh, I know exactly where this is going to end up. You see it the moment Ed picks up the sledgehammer. Yeah, he's going to triple H the 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 altar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He triple H's the altar. Then the actual demon shows up in the end, and uh, but it just looks like her. It yeah. just looks like her. Well, it's just like the nun demon. The nun demon just looks like the nun. Valak. No, but it was scary looking at one point. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, regardless, end of the film, she dies death by pretzel. And then they... Uh, they they <laughs> He loses the court you... case, but only gets five years in prison in the end. Oh, which there's was... also an exorcism with Artie. Arnie. Oh, yeah, yeah. During, the Lord's Prayer. During all of this, oh, yeah. Arnie's also being... Which I... I liked the stuff with Arnie a lot more because I thought all of the, the prison spotlights kind of yeah. going back and forth was kind of a cool shot. Yeah. Like with mm. the, because he's like in like the central tower of this prison yeah. while there's like prison alarms and stuff going on and wind blowing and all kinds yeah. of, like that was that was a much better set piece than the, <laughs> the script. The yeah. <laughs> I, I entirely agree. I thought like when my, I had those first two pot, like brief moments of like, Oh, I like this. Were involving Arnie in the prison because it looked 
really great. It looked really cool, and it had that great body contortion scene stuff to it, which I thought was very effective. Was it scary? No. Did it look cool? Yeah. Did either of you guys watch this with headphones? No. No. Because the contortion scenes were absolutely... They were great. They were ruined by the sound effects they were given. They were like... They put like xylophone noises that were like <laughs> supposed to be like the bones cracking. Like it... Well, have you seen a skeleton play itself? It's got xylophone ruins. Yeah, it's yeah, the scariest yeah. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I watched it with surround sound, which is as close as I could get to headphones. I don't remember this, though. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's contorting. It's do, 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 do. Yeah, it's it's kind of ruins it. Fucking but. movie. And then Arnie goes back to jail for five years. For five years, I still I still don't know how they proved that he was possessed by Satan. They yeah. didn't. The th- they didn't. So he the lost thing, the case. Yeah, let's. But, no, but, but, but it was dropped from murder to manslaughter. Ah, uh, which means that it was proven that it wasn't on purpose. So they had gotcha. to have proven something. I mean, and if, the whole... if you prove no lack of, like, you, you prove no motive, you can probably prove manslaughter. Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess I guess all of the prison guards saw him levitate, which is probably <laughs> enough to yeah. knock something off. But also, like, their whole thing of, like, we got to prove a possession after the... F- they didn't do that. That was, like, no. the hook of the movie. And yeah, they, they be never made you do it. We'll find out. No, not at all. You, you won't. You, this old if woman anything, from Connecticut made you do it. <laughs> this is a movie where a prison guard saved the day in all likelihood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was um, possessed by uh, the Quaker Oats man's <laughs> wife. That's who that was. Um... <laughs> So before we close out this trilogy, I'm gonna get. We're gonna just. Get, I I've, I found this great article on the Decider written by Anna Menta, um, and I'm just gonna read her words and just bring you guys into the real life story of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson and this murder. On February 16th, Wait, his middle his middle name is Cheyenne. Cheyenne, yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about scary. On February sixteenth, nineteen eighty-one, forty-year-old landlord Alan Bono was stabbed to death with a five-inch pocket knife by nineteen-year-old Arnie Cheyenne Johnson after the two argued outside of a dog kennel in the small town of Brookfield, Connecticut. Reportedly, the only witnesses to the crime were Johnson's, Johnson's two younger sisters and his girlfriend. Johnson was arrested dogs. for yeah, <laughs> no dogs witnesses murder. <laughs> Uh, and it shows because they were never brought to the witness stand. <laughs> Johnson was arrested for first-degree murder but pleaded not guilty in court, though Johnson himself never actually said that he was possessed, only that he didn't remember the stabbing. His attorney posed the legal defense that he had been possessed by a demon at the time of the killing. He made headlines as the first defendant to blame the devil for his crimes at the time when the 1973 film The Exorcist was still fresh in the cultural memory and belief in demons was nice. on the rise. This was right before like the 1980s like satanic panic, but it was eight years after this movie came out. So I guess this is like if I brought up like, ah, the place beyond the pines really made me sad in 2021 <laughs> no one's gonna buy that no it's like saying oh yeah my buddies and i went to las vegas and stole a tiger and making a hangover reference yeah. in your plea <laughs> like, oh yeah it's a hangover according to a 1981 report from the new york times johnson's girlfriend deborah gladsell 
uh, claimed that Johnson had participated in the exorcism of her younger brother, David. This claim was backed up by Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were contacted by the Gladsells to assist in an exorcism for David, who they said was speaking in tongues, convulsing, and more, alongside the St. Joseph's Roman Catholic Church in Brookfield. And this is where the church denied performing a formal exorcism. No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> there was no plate. <laughs> The Lorraine he Warren just slipped on the floor. <laughs> Lorraine Warren told the Times that she witnessed Arnie Johnson tell the devil to leave David alone and take him instead. He would actually say, "Come in to me, leave the little lad alone." She huh. said, Ugh. "Oh boy, <laughs> leave the little lad alone." That's like a fun tongue twister. Come in to me. <laughs> Start doing that for the podcast. An excerpt from the Gosh. Times article regarding Deborah Glatzel's testimony that her boyfriend was possessed reads. Miss Gladsell, who had watched The Exorcist on television with the rest of her family and who had attended at least one of the Warrens' lectures before her brother began to claim his daily and nightly visions of the devil, a presence they all referred to as the Master or the Beast, says that her brother told her the day <laughs> after Mr. Bono's death that he had had a vision. A Superior Court judge dismissed Johnson's demonic possession legal defense on the grounds that it could not be proven. Johnson was convicted of first-degree manslaughter by a jury of and given 10 to 20 year sentence of which he served nearly five years he was released early due to good behavior while in prison johnson and his story was made into a television movie got married to deborah glatzel and received a high school degree uh all of that is so dramatized in the movie what's not mentioned is that uh, pre or post movie text is that david glatzel's older brother carl glatzel later sued lorraine warren in 2006 saying that the de demonic possession of her brother was a hoax created by warren and her husband uh glatzel spoke to Damn. the connecticut newspaper and said that the hoax of her brother's demonic possession eventually drove him out of the state it was like a living hell that's why i moved out of connecticut he said i never did believe hey. in the bullshit yeah <laughs> Uh, he told the Associated Press in 2007 that his younger brother <laughs> suffered from mental illness as a child, and according to the lawsuit, said that the Warrens concocted a phony story about demons in an attempt to get rich and famous at our expense. And, folks, I don't know what wraps up this series better than that. Just, like, cool movies, great story about this American couple that, you know, called themselves demonologists and were recognized by the Catholic Church for dealing with demons. But what what more were they than just grifters? Grifters. I, I I like that much like Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. This movie, the plot would have happened with or without the Warrens, because all that happened is he killed a guy. His story was so crazy they were like, "Oh, manslaughter, whatever." Like they're not gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. dispute that. <laughs> and then he went to prison and got off on good behavior. So like, if the Warrens were there, I guess he would have killed himself had they not intervened but they're they were useless in a legal scenario yeah didn't, didn't do a single try. they were as useful in this movie as they were in infield in real life of just well, like they just they destroyed the altar <laughs> they did destroy the altar of, was, a, of a what kindly if, farmer's daughter who was into some weird sculpting <laughs> shit she was one murder suicide away from ending world hunger. <laughs> Just, uh, That's what they never said what her end goal was from the ritual. She was doing a ritual. She could have been, you know, I'm gonna make every dog live forever. And they were like, No, you don't. <laughs> Not in this conjuring universe. Let this weird boy who accepted a demon live. <laughs> Just truly insane. Poor, like it's 
I I am all for like the reason why I like Insidious so much is because they took the haunted house genre and they were like we're gonna do everything different we're gonna break the cliches and I think it did so excellently so when they you know you approach the Conjuring three and you're like we're gonna break out of the haunted house formula all for it try to do it well did they do it at all this movie no not at all not not successfully they did break out of the genre they did this was not uh, this was not a haunted house movie I saw. Michael Chavez call it more of like seven instead of you know a haunted house movie. What? It sucked. Was, was this like supposed to be a haunted procedural? Yeah, like, it was what, supposed to be just like a murder mystery, and it sucked. Law and order, spooky. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even give us like you gave us like oh they're in a lo- the court, so we got a little bit of law to begin the order. Not really. Law and order, spooky victims unit. It's just <sighs> it's oh. I, I thought, you know, the bits with Ed and Lorraine and the gazebo, those were sweet. Apparently, Lorraine would not stop telling that story to anyone who had listened from what I read. Fine. Aww. It's sweet. You know, these people really loved each other. They're, ooh, mm. A friend of the show, Josh, brought up on Twitter, I think earlier today, <laughs> about how Ed Warren did have a uh, lover who, at, for over a decade, um, for Aww. a period of time who was in her teens uh, that she just lived with the Warrens um, and yeah that's a that's, La Llorona uh, yeah it was, that was La Llorona um, but it was a uh, complicated situation they are, they're a very weird interesting couple and you know I'm happy that so they I'm can... starting to think this this paranormal grifter couple might not be the most savory <laughs> character <laughs> These people that say that they're <laughs> devout Roman Catholics and market themselves off of that may not be uh, who they say they are. Great in, you know, the American ghost mythology, but hey, what a... Hey. Maybe, I mean, maybe we can return to that story once more research is done when we return to the Conjuring mm-hmm. spinoffs later this year. But I, I think that brings us to a close, boys. Um, they're... Maybe a fourth movie. God only knows. Probably. Um, Berserker. Yeah, we get oh, the Conjuring. <laughs> the uh, the Warrens did the the haunting in Connecticut, too. That makes sense. They were right down the street. Well, yeah. I'm looking at their page right now because a lot of these have movies tied to them. Yeah, they so do. There's a the lot Warrens, of Warren movies. One of the didn't someone say that one of the Annabelles was the Warrens were one of the main characters in it? Yeah, Annabelle the comes home is. Yeah, both Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga return. So is it technically like a Conjuring one and a half? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we'll get to I see. I think I again. said that last episode. Yeah. So we'll see them again, um, and we'll we'll bring more. You know, to, I mean, I'm not sure what my role will be coming up and talking about like the real life cases when I feel like the rest of the movies are just kind of written. But hey, maybe they'll be more fun that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, that brings us to a close of the first part of the Chandring trilogy. Um, thank you to all who have listened. I have been, we have all been extremely, I don't know, humbled, extremely just like happy to see how well this no. was received. Um, this was Will's, this was your idea, and we just decided to follow through, and we're very glad that. Uh, you've been also entertained by it. Um, so, like we said at the top, we'll be back this October. Uh, 
you know, to just talk about the, the side projects and anything else we can find that we think is Conjuring related. Um, but until then, the SpongeBob camp camping episode. SpongeBob Tyler, SpongeBob we've added episode. too much stuff. We 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 got to get the opera. You were the one who added that. I didn't one add it. I was one. just saying it's a good episode that we could talk about. In any case, <laughs> I've been Sean. I'm one of the co-hosts on the Radish Podcast. You can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter, Sean M. Barry everywhere else. Um, yeah really hated this movie man i have it's been so long <laughs> since i've rated a movie like two and a half stars in letterboxd i think it's been since like three billboards that's not very low <laughs> that's like an <laughs> okay movie yeah i put it at like i i put like five as like a baseline just like bit movie anything if it yeah. really just like really gets to me like three billboards or uh I forget what else bridesmaids i i knock it lower <laughs> but this one had some cool shots and didn't really do much else, so I just kept it as an even five. I'd put it up there with Wonder Woman 1984 and give it two. Nice. <laughs> a great movie that is nine hours long and has a lot of wish rules. Um, <laughs> I've been Will. You can find me at Mr. Uh, Will from Online. Not Mr. Will from Online. Will from Online. And... Uh, in John Noble's basement in <laughs> the <laughs> Satanist Museum, uh, making gumplas on that that uh, altar. I'm sitting there gluing, gl- gluing Gundam parts together, hoping a real one pops up somewhere. Uh, I'm Tyler. You could find me online at Tyler from Radish. Uh, like Sean said, you could find us all on the Radish podcast. New episodes released every single week. Uh, you could find us on indiesaurus.com slash radish. Speaking of Indiesaurus, that's the network that we run. Uh, check out any show on there. Sean was just on an episode of... I think, I think be you into should it. be into I think you'd be into it. Um, about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And since then, there's been a live album and another album released. So it's pretty outdated <laughs> from what I understand. But uh, it's it's great. Such it's great. The... Also, new Nintendo XL, another show in Indiesaurus by our good friend Brandon, just had Will on to talk about Kid Icarus Uprising. Um, so everybody's doing podcasts. And speaking of SpongeBob, I'm the SpongeBob meme sitting in a diner staring at a coffee, um, <laughs> just doing this and, and radish. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess my question for you guys is: We've seen three now. I think we can definitively rank them. We're what? What would you rank these? Maybe at the end we'll have a definitive ranking of all of the Conjuring verse films. Uh, but but where do they stack? One, two, and Devil Made Me Do It because this is technically not three. They don't have the three. Right yet. now we're in the order they came out. One will f- I'm forever reign supreme as one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Two is real fun, real scary. Three is dog shit, and I'm I'm really <laughs> really hoping some of the spinoffs bump it down even further because if it just keeps getting worse from here. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's going to be a good podcast, though. We just go insane <laughs> yeah. watching Annabelle 3. I'm going <laughs> controversial. I'm going 2 1 3. Fun. I think I I enjoy 2 more than 1. I think 1's probably a better made movie, but I enjoy 2 a lot more. 2 is a lot of fun. Totally fair. Totally fair. That's going to it's going to make some interesting uh rankings in the end there just right off the bat. Uh but I'm with Sean. I, I think, go 1 2 3. I think everything else is going to be below it, so don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, it's it's all going to be easy from here on out. Uh, so, folks, just keep an eye out on this feed. Uh, come October, we might start September because I think there's what 
There's there's a lot. Annabelle, Annabelle We took creation, a few months to do this. The Nun, Annabelle Comes Home, and La Llorona. So there's five movies, and we've just done three. So we may start a little we'll bit We'll just do early. them all in an afternoon. What? We'll just record them all at once in an afternoon. Yeah, we'll just we'll <laughs> just have compendiums of notes, and we'll just record them all at once and just release release in October. In any case, keep an eye out when the seasons get cold again, um, and we'll be here waiting for you with some spooky podcasting. Yeah. All right. Well, bye. bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>